With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Let's do this. Let's do this. This is the Rich Eisen Show. With guest host, Andrew Siciliano. We all need to do a better job. It's everybody. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Hey, Andrew, when, when Brady left, I said to Chris, welcome to the rest of us. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, NBC Sports Boston Patriots insider Tom Curran. Coming up, Colts running back Zach Moss. Plus, your phone calls, latest news, and more. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's Andrew Siciliano. What's going on, everybody? A happy Tuesday with Week 5 officially now in the rearview mirror to you and yours. Rich joins us shortly. Zach Moss, as mentioned, the Colts running back. Another 100-yard game. Minutes after Jonathan Taylor gets paid, it is Zach Moss joining us in about an hour with Chris Brockman and Mike Del Tufo and TJ Jefferson here as always. Gentlemen, a happy Tuesday to you guys as well. As mentioned, none of us won the Powerball lottery. The Powerball which is a tax on the poor and those who are bad at math. <laughs> um, I admittedly bought, uh, bought five tickets and didn't win. But I'm happy to be here with you today. It's worth it, man. It, it's not really worth it's it. It's actually it's very not worth it. It's really not worth I it. I mean, the $5, you could have dropped that walking down the street. It'll just just... Five dollars is nothing to you, Andrew. Well, it's but two dollars per ticket. It's so. two dollars so per do ticket. Five, so you have to do six. And you spent ten dollars. Quite literally, a a tax on people who are bad at math. <laughs> that said, I think I'm pretty good at math, but I still bought multiple tickets. Yeah, because somebody's got to win. It, that's my somebody's got it. like that's isn't that a tagline I, I think in some states well, it's like, like somebody's got to win somebody's got to win somebody's got to win like Lotto, you got to be in it to win it yeah you uh, know exactly uh, the Raiders won it last night they won 17 to 13 hey. despite uh, speaking of bad at math Josh McDaniels insistence <laughs> on kicking a field goal with two minutes to go <laughs> and then they missed the field goal obviously setting up great field position for Jordan Love and maybe a chance to rewrite the script and pull a game out on the road. Alas, it did not happen, and the Raiders get a win. Max Crosby is awesome. Devontae Adams had a decent second half when they remembered that he played for the Raiders, and they are looking at 2-3 and three with the Patriots coming to town, and we are looking at live on your TV screen in his lovely hotel room, comfortable now and jet lag gone, getting ready for the Ravens and the Titans. Happy uh, early evening to you, Rich Eisen. How are you, gents? What's going on? Rich, what Cheerio. Say, brother? Rich, what up, Cheerio. From London, how are you? Cheerio. We're Richard, doing well. Yeah, I, Richard, I have... Uh, I have... Do you have an English accent? 
It's like no. every time I'm hoping it just it starts to. You're not going to be like Madonna. In. You're just going to start speaking at an accent, even though you're American. Speaking from, tongues from yeah. Detroit. No, I don't. I don't plan on doing that. Okay. Just yet. No, I don't plan on doing that just yet. By the way, no place to get Powerball tickets around here. Nah. Uh, no. Sorry about that. Can we get um, you one? But, um. Yeah. Nah. It's okay. all right. I could do math. Hey. Um, <laughs> wow. I have. Um, I have consumed the. Uh, Monday night game. Yeah, <laughs> um, I have taken it in, and I am. Um, I'm just gonna give the Packers fans and the fan base of the Green Bay Packers the same message I gave you, Chris Brockman, all those years ago when your Hall of Fame quarterback left for the uh, AFC, uh, left the AFC East for the NFC South. Um, now uh, the Packers of uh, Hall of Fame quarterback has left the um, the NFC North for the AFC East, and I'll say the same thing to them. But welcome to the rest of us. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is basically a, a – it's not trolling. It's not Come doing on. anything like that. It's basically speaking facts that you're going to have moments where you are used to seeing your quarterback um, lift his play – or overcome some spotty play from everyone else, or overcome injuries. Uh, Aaron Jones can't stay healthy. Bakhtiari's on injured reserve, as we know. This is where Aaron Rodgers would step up and basically make lemonade or chicken salad, however you want to talk about it. And now you see a young quarterback who is struggling to get his footing on the road uh, after a mini-buy and 10 days off. Um, now you see what happens. Certainly when, you know, um, a, a team like the Raiders showed up defensively uh, in a manner that um, could clearly confused him. I know what you said, um, Andrew, moments ago about Max Crosby. Still, when the Condor is coming at you, you know, and um, and and is going to start pressuring you, you're going to start making mistakes. And so I'm not putting everything on Jordan Love here. What I'm saying is you're just going to go through the ups and downs of a young quarterback trying to figure out his way uh, in the NFL. And sometimes you're going to end up getting three picks on the road. And that's what's going to do you in, in the long run of a very winnable game otherwise. And um, so that's the way I'm looking at the Green Bay Packers who have a ton of flaws right now. And the Detroit Lions have got to be sitting back looking around and saying, is this really happening? That the fact that we're playing as well as we're playing and the rest of the division is below 500 with not one but two one-win teams? Is that really what's happening right now? Um, where the Green Bay Packers, we've already beaten them on the road. They're two and three. We're four and one. We just came up with a huge offensive outburst without Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Jameer Gibbs. We're playing like this. Um, yeah, that's the way the uh, NFC North is looking, and I'm just real happy that I – I chose the Lions to win this division because through five weeks, it looks like that's the way this thing is going. Rich, you know who the Packers are? That they are, um, to quote Dennis Green, they are who we thought they were. Like you said, a team in transition with a quarterback that's going to have a good day and a bad day and a good day and a bad day. And they headed into the fourth quarter week two up 12 on the road in Atlanta. And you're like, this is a 2-0 and team. All right? This yeah, seems, yeah. Then, they, then they lost. Then they rallied back. Week three, 
And Jordan Love plays a fantastic fourth quarter after Derek Carr gets hurt at Lambeau, and they win. And you're like, all right, this team should be 3-0. and I'm like, nope. They're actually 2-1, and one, and they are exactly where we thought they would be. They're going to be up, and they're going to well, be down. And it's kind of like, welcome to how the other at, half lives, as you said. Look at uh, the man across the way whose finger is on his cheek. That's not These Packers are not who you thought they were, Christopher. I thought they'd right? be much I mean, better. I thought uh, Love looked really good in the preseason. He looked good the first couple weeks. I thought he would just steadily improve. But he took and a the step defense, back. He took, too. Yeah, he took a, t- took a step back last night. Aaron Jones being injured, obviously. There's not and help. Bakhtiari, not and they finally got Bakhtiari Jair Alexander and, back. Yeah, yeah I, it, it just it's it hasn't um, gone very well for this team. And you, you've got to wonder um, if they can get everyone on offense healthy and start putting some points up and having this defense play, um, you know, confidently with a lead, is that something that they could do? A.J. Dillon start rolling him downhill a little bit? Um, I, I I, don't know what the answer is for Green Bay. The problem is that they're in a division with in a, um, a 2023 elite team, uh, the Detroit Lions. I'm, I'm sitting here because I'm a lead pipe wielding professional. Also, Susie hasn't um, come out here yet. She takes a flight after doing what the football today with Michael Irvin and Amy Trask. Um, so I'm, I'm actually starting to work on my power rankings right now. Um, and I, I, I don't know how I keep the Detroit Lions out of the top five and you have to take a look at how good they are and how good they're on the road and what they're doing to lesser opponents. They're eviscerating them. And that's the problem for the Packers as for the, the Raiders, you know, I, I, I saw what you said to start the show, Andrew, and, and I, I would jump in to say that the Raiders are, are, you know, primed for a run based on their schedule, uh, based on the fact that they just won, based on the fact that they, you know, do have a terrific wide receiver running back combination. They've got a, a big-time playmaker on the defensive line. When Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy, we can only assume that this offense is going to get better. Um I, I, it's just the number of times that I've bought in on the Raiders over the last two years, I've been completely burned and I'm, I might be a scarred guy at this point in time. Um, and it's just so tough to call the new England Patriots a get right game. It just, I, I don't know mm-hmm. if I could bring myself to say that, but right would now. anything I, surprise us in that game? Like, because no, it's nothing. nothing like if the Patriots win by 10 Brockman, I know you can't fathom a world in I which they can score 10 points that. against anyone. Right. But like it's <laughs> Belichick and McDaniels, like nothing, nothing yeah. would surprise me. No question about it. And, and the Raiders, you know, uh, they're sitting at home. I get it, but it's a short week. I don't know. I mean, Belichick says that they're going to start things from scratch, which means I, I, that would be a great way to even just throw like, what would, would Josh McDaniels even be able to answer that question? I mean, I, I asked this of Kurt Warner when, you know, uh, we were standing in front of Buckingham Palace about two hours ago, oh. shooting a, a, a segment for NFL Network. Um, like, what what does starting from scratch mean? What does what does that mean essentially? Like starting over. What what does that mean? Uh, I don't know. So, is there a way for even Josh McDaniels to be left wondering what Belichick is going to be thinking? I, I know we're already turning a page towards towards week six right now, but that's the point is you take a look at the Raiders schedule and they have the Patriots coming in and the Patriots have played terrible football over the last two weeks. 
then you figure that they win that one. They're at 500 before taking a tour of the NFC North. They go visit the Bears, and I'll I'll shrug emoji that one, guys. Uh, honestly, who knows? Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, who knows? and then then there are the aforementioned Lions before the the Giants uh, come for a visit, and then the Jets. You have got those New York teams, and they they. I would have to say this, looking at that schedule, you've got to win the home games against so-called lesser opponents. You've got to win the game at Chicago if you're the Raiders and have the ability to do this. You've got to win the game against the Jets as well. So that's four wins right there. So that is, as you would say, set up for a nice run. So let's say they go four and one in the next five. That would be a very nice record of six and four heading into the toughest part of this. I mean, look at those opponents that they are playing around Thanksgiving and after their bye. So they need to make hay in the next five weeks to make a run. And if they don't, and if they play down to some of their opponents, which is one way to say it, let's just say they go two and three in that stretch. They lose one of those home games. They lose at Detroit. They lose maybe um, at Chicago because the, the bears might be who we think they were um, in the beginning of the season as an offense based on what we saw in Washington. I, I don't know. I still need to see a little bit more. Um, and I need to see some consistency and I need them to beat opponents that they should. And you could see on their schedule, the next five is chock full of those opponents right now. Those are my two cents on the Monday nighter. I, I left watching the Raiders last night thinking to myself, like you, like, like, all right, look at the schedule here. They, they could, they could get some wins. Yet, is this team even remotely good enough? Like, like we just did, like I, I think they can win those games you just said, but I don't sure. think they're a good Jimmy team G's. at all. Like, you can't just well, check off wins, and, and I feel like half the league's that way. It's like, yeah, they should be able to go on a little bit of run here, whoever they are. But like, are, do we really feel confident enough outside of those top five, six teams, right? Of of saying win, win, win for anyone? You can't. I, you, you can't. That's why I need to see it. That's right. why I need to see it. And and but you know, um, the alternative, as we we know, them losing to the Packers, who we saw are a team that's going to fight to be five hundred at this point, the way that they're playing. They lose to the Packers at home. You're one and four. I mean, good lord, the the whole um, McDaniel's hot seat conversation that may not exist because. You know, Mark Davis may not be thinking this way at all. The Raiders fan base still might want McDaniel's head on a, on a you know pike outside of Excalibur. Did did you, you see know? by chance um, the sorry to cut you off the uh, the um, Mark Davis reaction shot last night? Yeah, where it looked when they like... didn't score on the goal line. Yeah, yeah. you know, I, I, I look and and so he's just a fan, I guess, and I, I don't know how you can view anything other than you know the Raiders. Uh, are a frustrating bunch, but they came up with the win. Yeah, they had totally. to have it. You know, they absolutely had to have it, and um, and they got it. So at least you know you check that box. But um, some other items that I want to talk about with you guys, along with I've got my top five list. So maybe you know I'll I'll do that after the break here. But I heard about what um, Jerry Jones had to say on the radio uh, in the Metroplex today, um, and Mike McDaniel uh, came up with. Um, <laughs> my latest favorite soundbite from him that I, I don't think you guys have talked about yet. I kind of want to hit all that. We have not. 
You, which one shall we do here? It's 14 after the hour. You want to do it's Jerry right. Jones or you want to do the Dolphins? Pick no, one. It's the, do I, I don't choice. mean to control things, but no, let's, let's take a break. It. We'll come back and we'll have a nice, we'll have a nice uh, runway. <laughs> all I right. Got, I got a top let's, five. Uh, list. All right. Let's, let's take a break here, Hoskins. Let's, let's, let's take a break. We're watching the Rich Eisen show here. Uh, Good day, bro. Bro, after this. <laughs> Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The sleep number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Ah, uh, yes, the great Michael Irvin, resplendent in black leather, uh, later today with Susie and with the great Amy Trask on What the Football. Uh, check it out wherever you get your podcast. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Hi, I'm Andrew. Uh, we're at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call or click Granger.com or just stop by. Rich stops by as he has been all week here from London, getting ready. For the Ravens and the Titans, the PFF grades, oh, by the way, for week number five have dropped. Lamar Jackson, speaking of drops, the highest rated (laughs) player at any position week five, according to the PFF folks. Where is Dak Prescott, you ask? Mm. Let me see. He is not on the list of the top 25. Well, I got to tell you this. Um, I, I just saw the latest Kurt Warner post of him uh, breaking down tape. And I think, you know, at some point you can see um, some of the similar cabinetry that you see behind yes. me in my room. Um, so he's somewhere in this hotel doing his all 22 uh, work. So he just showed a remarkable video. I, I retweeted it that uh, where Dak um throws an interception on a double slant that is caused by the play call 
being um, on a tight part of the hash um, that uh, maybe they shouldn't have called that play because of how tight it is to run a double slant um, from the part of the field that they were on. Um, and that the inside receiver runs the route at the same depth as the outside receiver, which means Dak gets zero read on the defense and just has to guess where to throw the ball. And those two items put together lead to a Dak Prescott interception. So now you can sit here and say this is excuse-making. This is trying to come up with another reason to cape for Dak, which you know I like to do. All I'm saying is that it's not just on this guy. And I do believe that if you get the right playmakers and the right play calling and everyone gets in a groove together, that this team has the ability to make a deep playoff run with Dak Prescott at quarterback. Call me crazy. You're crazy. Thank you. I I, I, I went ahead and said that. You asked for it. With the no, but I, I paused just to hear who would say that. Um, <laughs> and and Jerry guessing. Jones is saying the same thing. He is saying the same thing. He's in denial. Um, you, you could sit there and say he's in denial, but the denial may be about the roster. Maybe about the roster. Honestly, who is scaring you other than eighty-eight? Are we talking about and, the Patriots or the Cowboys? Like it's the I'm same, talking about the Cowboys. A, but I know the I, Cowboys I have so many more weapons than problem, the Patriots. Though. But comparing it's, it's Mac a, Jones's options but it's to a Dak guy Prescott's who refuses options. to give up roster control. Hire now I see what a you're general saying. manager. Both the roster them. may be the issue here. Again, who scares you outside of 88 and maybe 20? But 20's 20's just not the same guy um you know and I, maybe i've got to sit here and take stock in myself too tj because i said to you how many times did i turn to you turn to my right and say to you pollard's got to get the ball more oh, more he, than zeke you were his number right? one champion and no now zeke's gone now zeke's gone and where where the the you, you see more burst and big time plays from Brees hall Devin a chan before he got hurt um zach moss right yeah. i mean what where where's the big boom home run plays from him? That's exactly what they need. They need when they're on skates on defense and they're getting boat raced um, and they're not putting points up on the board. You need Pollard to go 60 and just say, screw it. This is the end of that. I'm gone. And, and scheme them open or something seems to be off. But uh, I believe Jerry Jones had something to say on this very subject matter and uh, earlier today. Very, very uh, disappointed, of course, uh, because we do and can play better. Uh, number one, uh, one of the first things that uh, I ask myself uh, in any situation, uh, can we do some things different than we did against the 49ers? Can we do it? Are we capable of doing it? Do we have the players? Do we have the systems in place? Uh, should we have planned to do it, but in case we hadn't planned, can we do something different? The answer is yes. In my mind, make no mistake about it, we have a quarterback that can get us there. And so I feel very strongly there. Uh, We have coaching on both sides of the ball that can get us there. 
You know, what was also interesting there, Rich, is that, and we didn't play that part, Jerry Jones was asked, and we're only now week six, would you consider asking Mike McCarthy to give play calling duties mm. to Brian Schottenheimer? Ooh. Oh, we're my already gosh. there. And he said, nah, 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 nah. He shut that down. No. That, that is not yeah. a conversation he wanted to have. But remember, we spent the entire offseason, you said Texas Coast offense, right? That's what we're going to call this thing. The entire offseason talking about how this offense is going to be so different with Mike McCarthy. But here we are heading into week six, and Jerry's taking Brian Schottenheimer questions. Well, I mean, that's what happens when you get boat raced by the team that you definitely have to get past. And now you're going to clearly have to go to their house, too. Um, if you do uh, make the playoffs, unless the Cowboys get lucky, and um, when they when they they come off of a um, wild card weekend win, they they have to go somewhere else. And the Niners, presumably coming off of a bye, unless the they lose to the Eagles, um, the Niners get knocked off in the divisional round, and they don't have to go there. Uh, I mean, these these are scenarios that that I still think are in play. I, I don't think they're going to miss the playoffs. I think they might be in trouble as part of the overreaction Monday segment that Chris and I did on our podcast yesterday that I, I think they might even lose in Los Angeles to the Chargers uh, and Kellen Moore, which would, I think, lend more fuel to the Brian Schottenheimer needs to call plays fire. But even then, at 500, they're still, you know, um, a ton of games left, 11 games to go. And the Cowboys can absolutely win seven of those if they can start playing explosively. The explosive plays like the one to Turpin, they just don't they don't happen enough. They don't happen enough when when their defense is not balling out. So when their defense is steamrolling people, then Dak can, you know, pick and choose how he sees fit sometimes to throw the ball. Um, and, and maybe the play calling is, as you saw from Kurt Warner, just look at the video again and, and just know that it's difficult sometimes to play quarterback in this league in ways that we don't understand as just mere mortals. But, um, I, I, I firmly believe Dak is, he's not the guy who throws 400 yards anymore. He's not the guy that's going to come up with, you know, five touchdowns in a game, three in the air, two in the ground, four in the air, one in the ground, like that guy's gone. So they need a running game to actually supplement a defense that can start boat racing people, to use that phrase again. Um, I'm, I'm not ready to hit the panic button on the Dallas Cowboys just yet. That's all I need to say. But uh, that was a measuring stick game, and they had the measuring stick hit them over the head on that front. There is an alarm bell, though, that's going off that I do want to hit on. In Carolina? Here. The one in Carolina, yes. Um, you know, they're 0-5. And... Um, and this soundbite from Frank Reich... This one hit me. I don't know if we've played this one yet on the show, but um, this one hit me that, um, you know, David Tepper, the owner of the Carolina Panthers, is a guy who's hands-on. Um, we just talked We just talked about a hands-on owner in Dallas, but he's got trophies in the case. We all know uh, David Tepper still relatively new to um, management and ownership um, in this league. And so Frank Reich had this to say about how much he's hearing from his boss still being winless heading into week six. 
When you say David Tepper won't sit idly by, what, what does that mean exactly? I mean, is he getting more involved in some way? I mean, no, I just think asking for things I, to happen? What? Well, listen, I don't want to speak too much for him, um, obviously. But, you know, there's different philosophies in ownership. You know what I mean? Some owners kind of stay, stay away and, and don't engage a whole lot. Other owners do. And his philosophy is he's going to engage. And, um, and listen, it's only been a short experience, but it's been a really good experience. It hasn't been fun. You know, it's not fun. Those, those meetings aren't, I wouldn't characterize them as fun meetings. Um, but those meetings make me better, and I trust they make us better. Now, um, I don't know where to go with this one because I, I love Frank Reich, and if I'm the owner of the Carolina Panthers, you know, and and I've I've just made this big move for the first overall pick, would I be calling meetings with him, or would I just let him be? You know. I, I I don't know what sort of unhappy meetings and how they're not fun meetings, what that accomplishes with somebody who who's Frank Reich. Certainly when this stuff comes out, it lends credence to what's kind of an open secret in the league right now. And I, I don't know if this is, in fact, the case. And I don't usually traffic in this sort of stuff, but I'll throw it out because this is what you quote unquote hear is that um, they were sold on Stroud and the owner wasn't. And the owner wanted right Interesting. And it can't help that CJ Stroud has yet to throw a pick and he is lights out. That's the whole point here. Wow. And so um, I'm just wondering. You know, if if there's a hot seat there, they would be, I'll just say this, very foolish to one and done Frank Reich. Well, very what, about, what if it's for Bill Belichick? Dun, dun, dun. Would you really, really, is that what you're, you're is that another open secret you're throwing there? No, you, when, when you Tom one Kern and done was, Frank when, Reich for Bill Belichick. When Tom Kerr was on last yeah, hour, we he was like, I said to Tom, I I asked him, let's say Bill's not there next year. Do you think he'd coach somewhere else? And Tom goes, wow, let's get to the where should we put Bill Belichick in 24 part of the show. And uh, Brockman over here goes, what if Brandon Staley crashes and burns this year? You got a perfect situation. Bill's not young. You got Justin Herbert and Joey Bosa and Derwin James. I don't think Carolina would ever make any sense there at all. Never. I don't. You got Brian Burns and Bryce Young, and this is crazy. I know it is. You know what they have in Carolina, though, and I had this conversation, Rich, with Frank Reich uh, on NFL Network um, at the combine. Uh There are a lot of cooks in the kitchen there. You got two former head coaches on his staff, and Jim Caldwell and uh, Dom Capers. You have all these future head coaches on the staff. People think Thomas Brown's going to be a head coach, right? People think it's a great coaching staff. Man is going to be a head coach as well. Um, one of these days, you have Josh McCown, who, who's a promising young assistant now, obviously just finally getting his feet wet there. Deuce Staley is there. And I asked Frank, I, that, that's a lot of cooks in the kitchen. And you kind of 
bowed up and, and pushed back against it. But I have heard that you go back to ownership. That was something that David Caldwell wanted, right? You're going to bring in Frank Reich, but let's get a lot of big brains in here to make sure we get this right. Not saying that's the reason they're wow. not winning, but let me ask you this question. Would you be, would you guys be an owner that has meetings with your coach? Every, would you be that every week? Yeah. I think there's got to be yeah. a middle ground. Yeah. No, not there's every difference between hands off and meddling. I'd be in the middle, but no, I would not do meetings every week. And you know, like again, because fantasy football, you know, you, you take a look at, at the Jones family. They run the Cowboys like you run your fantasy team. Yeah. Which is, which is I'm in charge. I draft the players. I pick the roster. I make the decisions on game day. Let's go. You know, and and they're still waiting on another trophy. And I just don't know if I'd be that type of owner with Frank Reich. You've made the decision. Certainly, if I'm the one who made the decision to say, I'm putting my thumb on the scale. I want the kid from Alabama uh, over the kid from Ohio State. But that's the whole, you know, and when you hear these conversations being had, you know, I'm, Man, that's I don't know who's putting it out there. I don't know who's saying that sort of stuff from Carolina, but there's already some fingers being pointed right now. And I feel for Frank, right? Like Frank, Frank knows he's got a really talented kid right there. And they just haven't, they haven't computed yet. And to see CJ Stroud look the way that he's looked, I guess at least for their benefit, Anthony Richardson can't stay healthy. So uh, I, I don't know. I, I would just counsel, um, the uh, Panthers to let Frank Reich do his thing. You hired him to do his thing. And certainly if you hired him and, and made the decision at quarterback that potentially he wasn't thoroughly sold on, um, then, then I don't know what, what, what it accomplishes to do, you know, the nonstop meeting thing once a week. And the coach is like, I'll tell you, it's not fun. <laughs> you know, not, not going to sit idly by. I mean, uh, that's a great follow question. What does that mean? You're going to get fired? I mean, I, Carolina's I mean, schedule does not look good. Well, I mean, they got Miami yeah. coming up this week. That is a uh, problem. Well, the thought of giving, giving the number one pick to the Bears, too. Like, the number one overall pick, if they were to get that. The thought of yeah. giving that to the Bears. Yeah. It is a long, long season. But, like, everyone asks, well, what do you do with Justin Fields if you have the number one pick? Well, it depends whose number one pick it is. If it's your number one pick, then obviously there's a problem here and you likely move on from Justin Fields. But if Justin Fields played well and it's Carolina's number one pick, mm -hmm. then that's a different conversation. And the idea that if you're David Tepper now, you're thinking, I mean, everything was 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 looking up here. And it's only a month, but... Bryce Young is, has yet to show a lot of an it factor, but they can't stretch the field. I mean, Adam Thielen's your number one. Um, what's his name? Uh, Terrence Marshall, not Terrence, Terrace, now says, I don't know why I didn't play this week. I don't know if you, if you caught that. Jonathan Mingo took all his snaps. Mm. Look, the latest yeah, form and, uh, 400. Yeah, and more, form more snaps than Miles came Sanders. out, Rich. David Tepper, $20.6 He don't care. He'll fire anybody. He'll just pay him out. <laughs> That's true. I guess not playing the Powerball. Uh, Rich, you want to do your top five here? Sure, let's, let's do, do it, it, kids. Let's hit. Let's hit. High five. One, two, three, four, five. Rich's top five. Yes, indeed. I've got my top five performances of week number five, and you know what? Uh, I'm going to start with this guy because 
Um, you know, I know uh, I've said his quarterback is the most valuable player in the National Football League through five weeks. And I know Brock Purdy had a terrific performance. But the word performance is what jumps out at me right here. When you score three touchdowns and then you lift up your shirt that has a certain message for the town that has sent the visiting team into your building that you're scoring all these touchdowns against. That's what we call a performance. And this guy is a performer of the A++ variety. George Kittle gives us a little bit of sizzle and a little bit of energy to start our list right here. George Kittle is number five. Look at those numbers at the bottom of your screen. He had a three-piece chicken tendy, as he likes to say, <laughs> on Sunday night football. And, uh, yeah, three touchdowns and one eye-popping shirt. That is a performer of the first variety right there. Number five on that list right here. Uh, number four on the list for me here on my top five performance performances for week number five. I'm going with a, a couple of hauls. They're not related, and their first names sound the same. But I'm going Brees and Bryce Hall. I'm going with the New York Jet combination of the running back who torched the Denver Broncos defense and then Bryce Hall, who scooped and scored a loose ball knocked loose by a Jets defense led at times by Bryce Hall and by Bryce Huff and by, you know, Quinn and Williams and by Quincy Williams. That team balled out in that second half and bailed out in a way. Uh, Zach Wilson for a lot of his red zone mistakes, including not having a a field goal. Bryce Hall, what a remarkable return to the spot where he blew out his knee last year with 177 yards and that touchdown on 22 carries. Those are uh, standout performances number four on the list. Number three on the list, it's kind of crazy that I've reached the point where Tyree Kill comes up with 181 yards receiving and I'm like, okay. Eh. That's basically <laughs> what the cheetah does. Uh, like honestly, eh. it is. So I'm going to put uh, the kid um, who just went um, uh, on the, not the injured list, but he's injured now. And uh, maybe this is the last time I'm going to say for at least a month, Devin Achan. I mean, 11 rushes, 151 yards and a score. First guy ever with seven touchdowns in the first four games of his career. What a bummer that he hurt his knee in this game against the Giants, and he's going to be out for a few weeks. I can't wait to see him come back on the field. I do hope he's back, certainly in time for um, the uh, Frankfurt game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, that's just, you know, that's there's an Iron Rich and Eisen on that one. I want to see everybody out there healthy for that big game. But what a performance by Devin Achan right there, number three on the list right here. Number two on the list for me in this uh, this week, I mean, he was terrific. You can put it up on the screen. You don't have to help me set it up. I'll just get to right to it. This performance by Zach Moss from the Indianapolis Colts, 23 rushes, 165 yards, and two touchdowns on the day that Jonathan Taylor is back, and not just back, but pizzade. I thought this was going to be a Jonathan Taylor show, and I thought... This is still going to be the Jonathan Taylor show, but Zach Moss is raising his hand and saying, hey, everybody, I'm having a breakout year. Hey, everybody. How are you going to bench me? me? 23 rushes, 165 yards, and maybe, just maybe, Jane Steichen bringing the run scheme from Philadelphia is showing how you can run behind this line and this scheme, and let's go. I mean, Gardner Minshew knows how to run that offense. This looks very Philadelphia, these numbers. So, Zach Moss, I'll put that right there, number two. 
And then number one, uh, his numbers. To say that you're always effing open <laughs> and then <laughs> come up with 15 catches is truly walking the walk, catching the catch, talking the talk, whatever you want to say. That Jamar Chase performance just when the Cincinnati Bengals needed it. That 192 yards, three touchdowns, 15 catches after you say, I'm always effing open. That is what we call a top performer for week number five. Jamar Chase. All right. All right. We'll get one more. Let's do it. I'll 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 do it. Um, I'll say it because I saw it and I called it. Uh, Travis Etienne for the Jacksonville Jaguars was superb. He was a big time difference maker. He was bouncing it outside. He was having trouble all day long running it up the middle and they kept on trying it and they kept on trying it and then etn comes up with 26 rushes 136 yards and two scores including the eventual icer by bouncing it outside and and this buffalo bills defensive line that came in banged up got even more banged up you could see that Doug Peterson felt I can lean on this team, lean on that defensive line at the end of the game. And ETN came up with one of his best performances of his career. And the Jacksonville Jaguar is my uh, one more for my top performers for week number five. He is magnifique that uh, Travis Etienne. Um, and those are the amazing top five included in there. A ho hum Tyreek Hill, one eighty one. Yeah, a you know what I mean? Like just <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. Whatever. Am I wrong? No. Is that, are we just now used to it? You're totally in the right. same way. It's, it's in the like same a, way that Phil Jackson was never coach of the year, and yeah. Bill Belichick never coach of the year. It's just like yeah, we kind yeah. of expect it. Whatever. yards. Yeah, they won seventy games. That's right. Big deal. <laughs> 70 games. No big deal. Anyway, uh, Rich, we have breaking news. We have an NFL trade, ah. which we will tell you about. Yes. When we come back. And I will stay off the phone. I will not see. I will I will be. It will be an unvarnished opinion. We, we have a Fantastic. trade. Who Great. got traded? And to where? And why? Next, you won't believe it. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, we're back on the Rich Eisen Show. Rich is in London. I'm Andrew. TJ is here. Del Tufo is laughing. Brockman is still a Patriot fan. And Rich is in London. And I teased that there is a trade, Rich. I honestly thought that this trade would be to Carolina because we listed the coaches there. Sean Jefferson is a coach 
the wide receiver coach for the Panthers. But Van Jefferson, his son, a former second-round pick of the Rams, who has since kind of fallen out of the rotation there, was only on the field for two offensive snaps this past Sunday because Cooper Cup is back and because Puka Doncic is doing his thing. Van Jefferson has been dealt to the Atlanta Falcons ah. from the Rams for the uh, for the pick swap thing, like what they did with right. Cam Akers and what happened last week as well with Chase Claypool. It is a 2025 pick swap, according to Ian Rappaport, who broke the news before anybody. Sixth and seventh rounders. Um, I think Van can play. He's had some untimely drops the last couple of seasons and obviously yeah. uh, had trouble staying healthy last year, the, the first half of the season coming back from did surgery. Did you call his last game at the Rams? Did you call a quarter of his last um, game? Yeah, Rams? but he didn't really get on the that's field. That? So, yes, I was in the building for Van Jefferson's <laughs> so final Van Jefferson. performance. My, my you co- and Van Jefferson combined Van for, Jefferson. for yes. zero catches. We had the same amount um, of receptions. Yes. All right. Well, I mean, uh, look, uh, that's that's the the uh, Rams doing a solid by by this kid to get him to a spot totally. where he might get more, more, uh, more reps and – this just shows you how uh, Puka Doncic, uh, Puka Brazzi, is uh, is just crushing it, and him and Cooper Cup together um, are are dynamite. And um, that was part Bishop of the, Desmond, our overreaction Idaho, Monday. That was part of our overreaction Monday podcast conversation. Was uh, who are the uh, best? Re- who's the best receiving tandem uh, in the NFL? You got to put those guys up there. You, you know, it's kind of crazy. While we're just on the subject of a trade, in the few minutes we have left here in this hour, is how. Um, with Justin Jefferson going down for four Mm -hmm. weeks and the Vikings at one and four, okay, and how two weeks ago, if you had said to me this would be the scenario for a Vikings team at one and four without Justin Jefferson for a month leading into the trade deadline, that this would be the scenario that I would have dreamt for because Zach Wilson wasn't playing very well. And I've seen the last two weeks from Zach Wilson, and I'm kind of leaning towards, uh, I don't think the Jets should go get Kirk Cousins. Wait a minute, you would take, hold on, you would take Zach Wilson right now over Kirk Cousins for whatever, I mean, I wouldn't give up a one. uh, It's not like straight up that I I think Zach's better than Kirk Cousins. Clearly, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is the draft capital that the Vikings would hold the Jets up for and the fact that there are, you know, signs of life from Zach and the fact that it would take some time for Kirk Cousins to get up to speed. No, it wouldn't. Yes, it would. You'd have to come up with a different offensive scheme, Andrew. You know the way this works. You don't just plug and play. He he's you could a put in Kirk smart Cousins. guy. I know, but you could put it. Just still takes time. It still takes time, and then you're also signaling to the guy who's staring at Dolphins, you know, that um, this rehab that you're on right now, this hardcore rehab that you're on right now, thinking you're going to set records thanks to his fortitude and modern medicine <laughs> to come back this year. You're telling him, we we we've got this year covered. Get re- just come back for next year. Like that's, I just don't think that's in the cards for the Jets right now. And I think them riding with Zach is the best 
way to go. And I can't believe I'm saying okay, these things. Okay, at what the- price could I change your mind? What if it were a three? I I don't even know. I, I don't. I doubt that would be it. I doubt it would be it. Come on. But I if you're the Vikings, and, and and I don't know if you saw you're tapping it. out. You're tapping out on your Whoa. fan base. You're tapping out on your team. You're tapping out on Justin Jefferson. Okay, but you know? Schefter, Schefter rolled it out there this morning. Hey, you have to wonder when and if Justin Jefferson will come back as the Vikings continue to lose. Yeah, I know. And it that's might the be way, an extended so, so, absence. So right. what if Justin they, Jefferson you, says, I'm good? Right. And Kirk Cousins says, I'd like out, too. So take and what then, you can get. I know. And then they're, star- they're staring at Caleb Williams. I just don't know. I just don't know if the Jets would go for that right now. I just don't know. And uh, you know they've got a bye week coming up after taking on the Eagles. I'm I'm just kind of suddenly rethinking myself about this right now. Next Monday, if Zach Wilson throws three picks against the Eagles, oh, yeah. I'm not I'm not rooting for bad things. I'm not rooting for bad things. I, I don't I want to you. bring you pain. It's a long flight home. You're going to call a great game. You're going to be happy on the Thank way home. You, the Eagles are going the Jets are going to win. I don't think that. But in our final 25 seconds hey, hey, here, I I'm where just are saying, you? I'm just yes, saying. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's what they'll say. We know where he is. He's rehabbing, making sure his speed bridge gets him back. And if the Jets go for Kirk Cousins out of nowhere, um, you know, that might uh, that might not be the plan. That's all I'm saying, which is crazy. I wouldn't have said that a few weeks oh, ago. We're saying Rich is in London. Kurt Warner and Rich will join us next hour as well. And Zach Moss, Indianapolis Colts, who made your top five. He sits to join us in about 10 minutes. As we're still on the Roku here, um, I really yeah, do I think, what think I really I think, do think just, that if the Vikings yeah. keep losing, then the price, I mean, it has to, right? The price tag for Kirk Cousins goes down, but you got to find a taker. Like if it isn't the Jets, that's the fun game here. If it isn't the Jets, and, and I see, joking aside, I, your logic makes sense here. If it isn't the Jets, then who would it be? You somebody can't, who needs a quarterback. You can't somebody, predict injuries. Like that, somebody who desperately needs a quarterback because of injuries, so. What you want the Patriots to do it, Chris? Oh, I, I, that's oh, nutty. I, that's just that's that's cuckoo. I got I got Parks. your answer. What is it? Okay, <laughs> if Deshaun Watson's shoulder is really oh, that bad, no, sure. no, no, no. I got you. That's if a good it's one. really that bad. Now you'd that's have to pay a hundred million in cash, in essence, for your quarterbacks this year. No, oh, whatever. In essence, I mean, well, I mean, you only have to pay half a Kirk, so that's not a bad one. That's a good one, Andrew. So uh, I'm going to take to the streets. Oh, Kurt and, Kirk, uh, Kurt and I are, uh, are, are heading out. Um, so I, I think I'm going to attempt to zoom in from the streets of London. Oh, that'd be cool. yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mobile rich. Yeah. Mobile rich. What do you think? Awesome. Fan interviews? Yeah. yeah. The, I know. I know. I just know you're going to. I know you're going to miss the artwork. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Take that. Can I have that for my condo? Did you get, get turndown service? And part of this is that's what I want to do, too. You got me, TJ. I want the turndown service, so I'm out of here. The mint. Richard, okay. the mint. Make sure you take the mint on the street. I want the mint. Five, four, three. Tell Kurt we said hi. Walk safely. 